0: Raider Nation has found its new home for daily Raiders content. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, part of the Las Vegas Sports Network, KRLV Las Vegas. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. (laughs) Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
1: In a matter of minutes, we should be joined by the Hall of Famer, Mike Haynes. He can join us to talk all things Cliff Branch as we continue to celebrate Cliff as we are here in Canton, Ohio. Thanks to Subaru of uh, Las Vegas for sending us here. So, uh, yeah, we, we are having a great time. We really are, and I know that the, the media room and some of the – festivities or the the way that it's usually presented is not quite the same but um you know it's it's all good we're uh, we're we're making do and we're making it happen in a major way uh and we're having a lot of fun and i cannot wait until saturday and uh, it's going to be saturday afternoon and saturday morning to be exact on the west coast of course 9 a.m to be exact but uh, we'll have our pre-game or our not pre-game but pre uh hall of fame enshrinement We'll have that show from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then, uh, of course, the enshrinement ceremony will will go on. And then the celebration will be after that. And who knows what the celebration is going to be like. I know that I'm going to do my very best to sleep on the plane on my way back on Sunday morning, though, because I expect, and Steve, you know, I mean, the, the Hall of Fame parties are Hall I, of Fame I, parties.
2: I, I'm trying to flank right with you on this one, brother. <laughs> so, I mean, if you know, God willing, all of us get an uh, an opportunity to, to to show some love yeah uh, to the branch family and Raider Nation one of the, one of the all time greats right and you know again the personal interaction you just I mean like I said it's it, it's different when you when you know the person yeah for and sure and then they are who they are mm-hmm. to an industry or uh sport or league or what have you you identify them with, again, as we like to say, a commitment to excellence.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Let me ask you this. Let me kind of shift our attention a little bit because there is going to be a gameplay tonight. Correct. Uh, you know, and there's not, you're not going to see starters out there. You won't see Devonte Adams, Derek Carr, Hunter Redford. You're not going to well, see You'll those see, see them you Yeah, you won't see them <laughs> on the field in the game. It's just not going to happen. But uh, as far as the preseason goes, especially the first game, and, and the Raiders have four of them because of the Hall of Fame game, who is this important for? Who is this game important for, in your opinion? Not necessarily a certain player, but just
2: the free agents, yeah, uh, signees, the guys that did play last year that may have gotten picked up uh, towards the end of the season, and and those that the team has expectations for, because mm. you know some people could be in those almost out of the rookie contract years, and, right. and, and players like that um, are to be expected to contribute on those special teams. You know, when I started in college, I, I didn't think I was necessarily going to be a starter. However, starter goes down, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I'm not just a punt and kick return guy. Right. I'm your starting running back. And that can happen on any level, yeah. college or above, and or high school, I should say, and above. And, and you really, you know, when you come, uh, this is big-time football. This is the largest. This is as good as it gets. Right. They're paying you to do a job, mm-hmm. and so you must perform. It's, a, it's performance measures. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care yeah. how fast you are. Can you catch the ball? Can you get open? Can you tackle the guy when he's there? You know, can you block someone to give your quarterback three to four seconds to throw a football? To me, I don't care if you have a 45-inch vertical. Right. I don't care if you run a 4 You know what happened, and we can make fun of this 49ers here on Raider Nation. Hey, Skeets Nehemiah got knocked up out going across (laughs) the middle and he was supposed to be the fastest man in the world and guess what it doesn't help you in football per se right you have to find football players for your team.
1: you really do no you you absolutely do and uh you know that's that's the thing there I think there was a a period of time where we could even laugh at you know the, the Raiders organization where it was like oh you're gonna go get the fastest guy you gotta have the fastest guy but you also have to have the guy that can play he could catch. Right, and right, and that's what Cliff <laughs> did. And look, Cliff wasn't the greatest, you know, receiver when he got into the league, but he continued to work and continued to work and grind and he became who he is.
2: Yes. You and know? he wasn't an undrafted free agent. So do you know what major he had in college at the university at, at, at Colorado? Uh-huh forestry really yes i didn't know that i didn't know that either till i looked it up but i knew it a long <laughs> time ago no but i've known it for a oh, long okay time ago okay i was, and I was like, like wow yeah a guy from houston right forestry major <laughs> nice nice so i've got those yeah you know i th- because i read and and i think tops has done young kids a disservice by taking off that important information that you used to get in the '70s and '80s on all those football basketball and baseball cards yeah in, and hockey cards they were facts they went towards right. the person yeah and and they, and they took time, and, and those were uh, knowledge building information on, on those cards right and they don't do that anymore they kind of i wouldn't more. know i haven't
1: seen a baseball card I've or a football a, card i haven't I've man. been a, a
2: collector.
1: I was when sure. I was a kid. I just you're I haven't. Still a kid. You still a
2: kid. You just got a little gray, but you're still a kid. <laughs>
1: I'll say, you, man. You're the kid. Hey, you're like man. Billy, the kid. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> I used to love baseball cards, but one, I didn't have the patience to be able to put them all in sleeves and make sure they were protected, and uh, so I always put them in a box. You know, I had them stacked uh, in a little the cardboard. Yeah, I was the box guy. <laughs> the box so I would put them in the box, and then all of a sudden, it'd be like, oh, you got a really good card. Oh, but it's not in mint condition. So then I just kind of got away from it. But I did used to chew the bubble gum that was in there. That was that little hard stick of gum. I did do that just just because.
2: I, when, I get back, when we get, get back to the house, I'm going to tweet out to you some of my collection. I, I think it was one of the greatest things that my parents did because yeah. it got me involved in a sport that I truly loved. Right. But it made me read, and it actually built my vocabulary. There you go. And, and really, a student athlete or being a student of the game mm-hmm. – Therein lies why you can say, oh, I remember Cliff was a forestry major at the University of Colorado. Right. (laughs) Because you knew these facts that they put there. And so, Tops, go back to even if it's a throwback learning situation. Right. You know, put some information on the cards for the kids to know. You know? (laughs) Get inspired. Not that I was going to be a forestry major. However. I didn't even know that there was such thing until you said it. (laughs) And that was just right now. So there you go. <laughs> right, just at this very <laughs> at this moment, moment. At all the times that we've had discussions right. and talks. Yes. You're like, you never told me that. No. <laughs> I had I was no idea. I, I
1: had no idea. Hall
2: of Fame moment.
1: Right. Thank you. No doubt. Hey, well, that's good. Hey, that's good nuggets, man. See, that's why we have you around, man. Hey. You drop, you dropped that kind of knowledge like that. So I
2: love the Raiders. I mean, I'm just <laughs> like you in that regard. I, I am not just someone who, who's a passing fancy. And I use that pun intended because the Raiders could light it up right. and throw the ball deep uh, w- with the best of them in the 70s and, and 80s when Cliff Branch played. But, but yeah, uh, you got to know about your team. Listen, one right. of the reasons why Tiger Woods is so good, he's such a student of right, for sure. his craft, yeah. of golf. He knows about all of the old-school dudes. And, okay, can I say I'm just jelly right now? <laughs> uh, and, and. and, and a Cliff Branch Pro Four. I'm going to buy probably, and I came prepared. I okay. knew I knew if I got to drop it, I got to drop it. Yeah. But I think everything Hall of Fame that has Cliff Branch on it, I will probably buy. Oh, wow. Almost everything. Well, I about, mean, there's got to be something. i about to say, man. Look hey, look, I'm, I'm, I, look, I'm not I greedy, to man. I had the Drew Pearson bobblehead. So if they have a Cliff Branch bobblehead, I, I definitely got to get the Cliff Branch bobblehead.
1: I'm going to go out the to the dinner jersey. with Steve. I'm going to be like, hey, man, that's the Cliff Branch number four. I need that number four. <laughs> I'm buying you. That's a Cliff Branch bone-in ribeye right there.
2: <laughs> I'm de- hey, you know what, though? No. Hey, Q, I might just buy you. Hey, the man, Cliff was... Branch bone-in ribeye. I'm just saying. You man. heard it right here on Raider Nation Radio. Exactly.
1: That's what I'm talking about, I man. Can do that for You kid. shouldn't have told me that little nugget. Now I'm gonna be like, <laughs> Steve, yo, Steve, <laughs> this is the Cliff Branch. This net. This is the Cliff
2: Branch tank of gas. This is. <laughs> think i will buy some right exactly <laughs> and that, oh eddie murphy right <laughs> 29 cents How much to the, the cliff branch chopstick right it, <laughs> i think i will buy some yeah nice. I'll, too, I, I'll help you out listen hey. it's a celebration right you're and right on celebration occasions celestial occasions you you should have the ability to do a little bit more than the average and ordinary hey listen because cliff did Right, a little bit more than the average in order. Man,
1: and again, and you know this firsthand, obviously, but you know just what he did off the field for so many people, you right. know, and uh, it's it's those was,
2: are the stories I like hearing. Right, I wasn't at those. I know what he did with regards to me and right. the inspiration that right. carried me through my career and even today. But to then also recognize the consistency.
1: Yeah, that's and, the thing. And, it wasn't fake because he was right. consistent with it. That's right. You know, and and. Whenever people would go and get an autograph, whether it was at Kmart or Walmart or Target, wherever the place was, I mean, he would spend quality time with them. It's not like he would just be like, "What's your name?" or whatever, and just you know, yeah, just know. brush them off. Like like we see some athletes do. Right. We we see some do that. You know, some give you some real genuine time, and it's like an experience when you meet them. But there's others that just kind of brush you off and they're hurry up and trying to get through that hour so they can get the bread and go. Right. Right. Cliff didn't do that.
0: No.
2: And I I saw him last at. And you know in Houston at the George R. Brown, the TriStar Productions, and they're a huge memorabilia and autograph group. They actually um, started by three lawyers. Really? Yes. Nice. That that recognized their affinity for sports. Yeah. And so they they came together, and now that is a a huge um, machine of memorabilia, collectibles, autograph sessions. And so Cliff was down there from Houston – And uh, I I just walked up because I was like, listen, um, I'm not sure if you remember me. However, you know, here goes. And threw it out, and he just kind of smiled and said, oh. (laughs) And, you know, it kind of had that, like, you know, that matter-of-fact moment of, you know, gosh, out of all the people, I do have to roll back, you know, some of the pages. Right. But you are there. And hey, it's really good to see you. And I just I kept thanking him. I was like, okay, Foster, I think you said seven. Thank you. <laughs> it, right? it was that meaningful because it changed the life. Yeah. I can I can tell you right firsthand. It Not, changed the life.
1: Nothing wrong with that. Let's no. uh, let's uh, bring Damon into the into the show real quick because Damon, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, is super frustrated. I can see him. on this Zoom call or this uh, <laughs> this Google Meets call, and he's uh, he's like pacing in the studio. I can see the frustration. I can see the sweat dripping off his forehead. Damon, what's going on, man?
3: Uh, no, Mike Haynes. Uh, every call um, straight to voicemail. I even tried myself. I was like, maybe this, maybe this will jazz it up a little bit. And maybe he'll answer my cell call. Uh, still nothing.
1: Oh, uh, probably. You know what probably happened? His phone probably died. Oh, that's probably. I mean, that's probably the simple answer. It's probably his phone died. All right.
3: <laughs> you know what? That didn't. That didn't even cross my mind. I felt slighted and jilted, and that didn't cross my <laughs> well, mind. Well, I mean, and maybe and the thing out. is,
1: and nobody else knows, but I mean, you saw me on the phone with him. You heard me talking to him. Yes. So it's not. It's not like he's. You know. Um, pushing us off or anything? It just—I I bet you that's what happened. I'm sure with all the celebrations that are going on, and, and you know, and all the people probably calling them, and I could tell when I was talking to him, he was pretty busy. Well, you know? and he
2: sent me a text yeah. yesterday because I was asking. I said, "You know, are you coming out for right. you know, the induction for Cliff?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm 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 already on my way. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll get in. The, you know, and this was yesterday. So right. he's been taking the calls and texts." Um, he was in Chicago at the time. Okay, and so he's making his uh, yeah, he's he making, making his, way. his way. So yeah. Um,
1: well, we'll we'll, get to, we'll we'll try to you know we'll try to get him before the show's over. If not, I mean you know we'll catch him up to him later. Mike's always great and generous with his time, but uh, I can see the frustration. <laughs> I Juan's did something face. that
3: I never even do. I left a voicemail. <laughs> I never leave a voicemail. Right? Like, yeah, they don't get on. They don't get on. Right? Like,
1: Maybe. That's so funny. That's so funny. No, but yeah, that's. I guarantee that's probably what happened. He just his, his phone just died, and and these kind of things happen. I mean, if if every time you call it goes straight to voicemail, then that's usually you know, the case, right? So there you go. I hey, look, I said before, man, Mike Haynes always gives us plenty of time, so I'm really not worried about it. Uh, it. You know, he gets on before the show wraps up, cool. If he doesn't, well, we'll get him another day. No, no doubt about that. Q,
2: uh, tell us about you and and your. Raider experience and what you can remember about Cliff. And I, you know, you've asked me, and I've been very uh, appreciative of you having me kind of tell my story. Yeah. But you're just a little behind you know, well, that's and that's and the, the thing. Is like, is I was
1: so awesome? I was so young. I tell people yeah. all the time. Like, when yeah. the Raiders were winning Super Bowls, I wasn't really invested, right? right. I mean, I know the players, right. I know the history, I know what they meant to the game, right. but I wasn't invested. I mean, you were,
2: you were the guy that we were in, that we were dropping the water balloons on. Yeah, and laughing. you're like yeah. he's not old enough yet to be with the crowd, right? Exactly. <laughs> I
1: wasn't old enough to appreciate what was going on, yeah. but I could appreciate, you know. Looking back and saying what he meant to the game, right, right. and all that, and you know, just growing up in the Bay. I mean, you know, just be, being a Raider fan. I mean, I had a lot of friends that were Niner fans, you know, and the Niners were across the bridge winning, right. winning championships, right? right. But. You know for me I was just i i just had to i had to rock with the silver and black I was like, no, I gotta you know and and it, I always say that that Raider fans are just cut from a different cloth right no we don't we don't all get we're into different. the we don't all get into the same line right right and so <laughs> that's how I've always felt about myself like I'm just cut a little different i'm not I'm not your average cat, you know right. i just I'm a little different, and so that's okay um uh, and, and it's just that's what always made me want to be. A, a Raider, or, you know, always want to be a, a part of Raider Nation, and just because I knew that when I went to that Coliseum on Sunday, yes. and I saw 60,000 people that, you know, not necessarily looked like me, they were all with me, right? Right, We were all one big family, and right. we were all rocking together, and so it was always just a sense of pride, you right. know, so that's that's what, and, and now, you know, coming full circle and being in the position I'm in now, and you know, not only doing podcasts, but being on Raider Nation Radio, and you know, being in Canton, Ohio for everything that's going on the last two years now, right. I mean, it's just like How how is some, you know, some cat from the Bay that was just a fan of his team, how does this happen to, you know, someone like me? Grind, baby. With really no education, just, you know, just whatever.
2: You got a good grind. And you know what? Good things happen to good people. And that's 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 another thing, you know. So we can't take away the great thing that happened to a great person. Right. It's just. It's highly unfortunate that he doesn't get to experience right. it in the same way that his family and you and I and Raider Nation right. get to experience But we're going to be jubilant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For you know sure. What I mean? For sure. And, 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 and the fact that the connection of, uh, of Mark Davis is there for yeah. him, yeah. I think that is huge. Because that's some glue mm-hmm. that is very particular to Cliff that I didn't really. Pick up on until right. I, you know, I started. I listen to Radio Nation Radio, <laughs> right? Podcast. Yeah, yeah gotta, it's gotta, it's a great skinny.
1: It's a great plug right there. But yeah, no, I mean, it's just you know, Mark Davis knowing that that's his best friend and and knowing how much Cliff meant to him, I, I can only imagine the emotions that are going to be going through his mind and you know and the way he's going to be feeling when that bust is revealed.
2: It, it probably isn't the same, mm-hmm. but I can say when I realized you were going to go out to Las Vegas, yeah, yeah. and 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 beyond on Raider Nation. Understanding our affinity for the Raiders, right, and right, right. Raider Nation, I, I can kind of get. It's it wasn't the duration, right, of, of of the relationship isn't as long as Mike I mean, and Marks and and Cliff, yeah, but the jubilance that you feel right. for a person you get that excited, gets yeah, that for gets sure. you know into mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame or you know goes to their favorite team and and right. has the Opportunity as an occupation and and work as you did, you just it's kind of the biggest Attaboy's that you you're like. Right, yeah, right. You're, you're so you should be anyway. Right now, right. there's haters. and We don't want to. <laughs> well, you know, them how that, goes. You yeah, know how that goes. You know that goes. But the guy and gal that's really for you, yeah. The the passion of 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 joy and happiness for that person is huge. Yeah, because they, they've realized something that you know, they would do for free or that, you know, hey, man, I'd do it in the backyard or Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have to pay me to do this because I love it to that extent now i would don't hey don't tell me don't, don't tell good. the employer oh, right right, that right, right. They but, they but always free, good though. Though. no listen always right. good <laughs> right. to tie it to a salary paycheck yes. exactly
1: <laughs> <And> exactly <laughs> i'm gonna get a call i'm gonna get a call from I the didn't boss say, no, I didn't they're gonna say be like no. hey uh I we heard you in, it, in no. and in foss talking apparently you'll let do this for free let me clarify
2: my position you know if in fact somebody wants to consider q one of my clients my client must get paid.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Bottom line. That's right. Whatever the any that, that that's no that's rhetoric. Yeah. You know, for the record, my right. Client must be paid. No doubt. And he must be paid well. There you go. That's what I'm talking. Hey, see, there that's what go. I'm talking about. Okay. I need
1: I need to have you in. Uh, I need to have you in my back pocket all the time. You no know. No problem, man. You know that. You know that. Got Steve on retainer. You
2: gotta have it <laughs> at a at a dollar a period. Right. Whatever that period is, a month, a year. Next time I see you, you are good.
1: No doubt about it. 218 is the time. We'll come back. We'll take a quick break, come back, get to some calls and texts, get your thoughts on tonight's game. I see a lot of people talking about if this thing gets canceled. I don't think it's going to get canceled at all. I think it'll it'll take place. I know the weather looks a little ugly, and uh, we're, we're monitoring it, but I think it's going to be okay to play. But we'll, we'll talk about it uh, on the other side. It's 218. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: And now, thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas, let's go back to Canton, Ohio, for more Unnecessary Roughness with your boy, Q.
1: The game kicks off at 5 p.m. Coming up in about 30, a little bit over 30 minutes, while we'll JT the Brick and Eric Allen. Speaking of guys that should be in the Hall of Fame, I'll go ahead and throw out there Eric Allen. That's a whole day for another conversation. But they'll, uh, they'll have the pregame show for you, the first pregame show of the 2022 year. JT and uh, Eric Allen live from uh, the the stadium, Tom Benson Stadium. Almost forgot the name of the stadium. I've been there a few times now, and almost forgot the name of it. But uh, yeah, Tom Benson Stadium. I walked around it earlier. It looks it looks great. You what know about
2: the big dome thingy, I, man. That's <laughs> thank you. That's the
1: million dollar question. When we pulled into the parking lot, I looked over and was like, that hasn't always been there. No. There is this big, huge. It almost looks like a it's inflatable.
2: Center for performance. Oh. And I got that because my tickets for tonight are there. I don't know what's in there. Oh but that's where I go pick up my tickets. Oh, that's where your tickets are at. Okay. So it's called the Center for Performance. And it says parentheses, dome, and that's from my guy Rob. I'm gonna say sign S I N E Okay. mad, Mad shout out senior director of sales nice so
1: okay so there's the, the performance
2: team. what is it called again the center for performance
1: huh i wonder what is it cuz i'm telling you man that dome is huge. huge i thought it was you know and obviously you know this very well but i looked is over is it the
2: Thunderdome and, or and, the
1: terra dome uh, i thought well I, so <laughs> as soon as i saw it i immediately thought of uh, ut's indoor yes that's exactly the that's, they call it the bubble that's exactly that's right. What I thought of, and as as also I saw the it, Houston Texans have yeah, they a have similar one too. Yep. scenario yeah, over but, at but that's,
2: This is this is a dome. Yeah, this is either you know Mad Max. Or public enemy. <laughs> Speaking of Mad Max, want.
1: he's actually on the field right now at Tom Benson Stadium. The The Raiders are doing some conditioning. Uh, and I'll say this, man. Uh, and Max Crosby, uh, a, a guy from uh, Eastern Michigan, but Colleyville Heritage. That's right. You know, so uh, there you Coached go. Coached by
2: my guy Judd Thrash.
1: Yeah. Our, and you, we had a, yeah, had a good conversation. about that. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. I was at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, he is at training camp, man. This dude is just showing who he is, right? I mean, he is a good leader. and a good guy. Oh, he is. But he's such a leader, yes, and and he's yes. out there, and he's he's winning all these sprints and all this conditioning. He easily could not take it that seriously. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm in good condition. But the greats don't do that, and that's what he's out there doing. He's out there busting his he's backside. He's elevated his game yes. is what he's done. Yep,
2: And probably since the last couple of seasons, Max Crosby has gotten – not marked better, yeah. uh, exponentially better, and and definitely was deserving of being, you know, part of the Pro Bowl. But you know, it's guys like that that will take the Raiders back to the top of the AFC.
1: Right, right, yeah. They've got to get more talent like that. Correct. Right, guys that are that that are just. Difference makers, and he's definitely a difference maker, and uh, you're right. He's continued to elevate his game, so I'm excited what he could bring to the table. So, obviously, he's not going to be playing tonight. You're not going to see Derek Carr playing tonight. You're not going to see anybody that you normally see in the starting lineup out there. It's just not worth it. But, I mean, these guys, to be able to see some action, to see a football game, it's the first one, and to see some of these guys go compete, at least for backup roles. I mean, the competition, in my opinion, is going to be pretty thick. You should have it. I mean Mm –
2: Competition in in anything really should be good, right? Um, you know, it's funny uh, the Steve Sarkeesian, and because you have people gravitating from the Western states right. of the U.S., you know, he hasn't announced a a quarterback at the University of Texas, right. Because he wants competition, right? For sure, he doesn't want anybody taking plays off, right? right? Especially in a critical position like that, and, and again. You have to have the competition. And that's what coaches want to see, as we mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, Q, is who's going to truly compete to make the 53-man roster or even a practice squad position and and play themselves into a contract in the National Football
1: League. Right. And, look, there's 90 guys on the roster right now. We know all of them aren't going to make it. But they're also out here. Not only are they trying to compete for a spot on the Raiders, they're trying to, like you said, compete for a spot in the – in the just in the in league in general right so uh that's that's something and and damon you're going to be happy mike haynes is actually calling steve right now (laughs) he's he's on the he's on the phone with steve right now uh so there you go tell him it's a 702 number that we're going to call (laughs) so damon you can call mike haynes back i think his phone works so is that is that or or,
2: or he's going to call does he have a number? If you text I, him a number, I, I, did, okay. I did text him the number. There it is. Okay, he's well, he's calling now. He
1: should be calling now. So uh, this is teamwork. This is make great teamwork, hey, man. Like we can't make this stuff up. That's what's so funny is we can't. Literally, me and Steve are talking about tonight's game, and then all of a sudden I look up and Mike Haynes is calling Steve's phone, and Demond's in the studio, beside himself, like not knowing what's going on. If he doesn't, if he doesn't call call in in a second, Demond, just call him and see what. <laughs> I've never wanted a guest
3: on the show more than I do right now.
1: That is and so gonna funny, happen. and it's going to happen, to mine And we ought to let you go ahead and, and start off with the first question. Absolutely. I mean, you've earned it. You've earned it today. <laughs> that is hilarious. But this is what we do. You know, this is this well, is this how is, this, this is, this is, is when live re-
2: Relationships and oh, he's calling back.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, he's got. He's got. He's on Steve's phone. Yes, sir. <laughs> so there he goes. So he hasn't called you yet. Seven oh two. Okay, I will text it to you right now, and Damon will be waiting for you. There you go. There you go. Bye. All right, we're doing this live on the radio. This I was is about to
3: say the call like the private line number, on the air. Oh, <laughs> I, I was so eager. I to
1: I almost did too. Uh, I wasn't I even thinking about it, fellas. Okay, let's hold, do this. Hold on, I'm sending it to you right now.
2: You just tell me and then I'm just. Well, here, how about I
1: just show it to you so I don't give the hotline number out on the radio and then DeMond gets a bunch of crank calls. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. I
2: get that. Let me see. When I do this.
1: You got it? This is hilarious. Yeah, my, curious,
3: like, my eagerness
1: almost got the best of me right there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. Up, I can tell you right now. I know. I know. No, but DeMond, it's so funny because I almost did too. Because he was like, okay, I'm going to tell the number. So I, I was thought, like, 702. I you know, we have
2: a caller line, you know, 210-656-ESPN. Right. So I can throw that out to the world. Right. Call on a Saturday, uh, Sunday morning at, at 9. Right. However, not everyone operates the same. And if you have that one particular number. Right. Let's not get carried away. Yeah, exactly. Because th- it worked perfectly. That number has
1: actually leaked out before. Oh. And we had oh, people yeah, calling yeah, it. And yeah, I don't know how. Do I don't that. know how they got it. Yeah, but they no. did, and so we're gonna we're, we're gonna make sure one. that we're that not doesn't happen. This one. You, no,
2: you may have got it. What, what what did Lauren Hill say? <laughs> you might have won up, but you just lost one.
1: Right, no <laughs> doubt. Well, I'll tell you what, we did get this one, and the Hall of Famer Mike Haynes uh, threw about fifteen different phone calls from different people is joining us now on the phone lines. And Mike, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We
0: appreciate you. How exciting is it now for this weekend to finally be here? It's it's really exciting. I mean, and and what and also you know the big plus is the COVID has changed, and there's more people here, and there's more excitement, and you know, and and with Cliff being uh, rewarded for all of his great years of service to the NFL and as a player, as a teammate, and all that, it's really cool. So uh, I'm excited, and I think everybody here in this area seems to be a little bit more energetic than they were last year.
2: Mike, Steve Foster, good to hear your voice. Always a pleasure to connect. You're, you were born in Texas, and, and Cliff also a, a native Houstonian. But you go and you play for one of the iconic teams in the National Football League. As a Texan, and you know that, that's big for me, uh, I'm still a Raider fan because of Cliff Branch and, and what y'all did when I was watching as, as a wide-eyed kid. Um, what were some of the things that Cliff brought on that offensive side of the ball when y'all were competing and, and winning Super Bowls?
0: Uh, well, mainly his speed. You know, we called him Speedy. Uh, <laughs> and um, and so he he could be running with a DB and the quarterback just throw the ball and he would just separate and go get the ball, <laughs> you know. Or he could run a slant and catch the slant and, and you know, run across directly across the field and pick up a lot of yards he was just a a deep threat and uh the safety always had to be aware of where he was and that that helped everybody else you know the even the tight end um so he was great and you know i'm really glad i had a chance to play with him because he helped my play helped my confidence and um you know i learned a lot from you know working out with him and playing with him in the games how,
2: how did it go in practice? Did you get the opportunity to, to match up some and, and have some fun that way?
0: Well, I had fun, but um, the, re- the reason I had fun, because I got a chance to just focus on my technique. Uh, when I first got there, and I was, of course, a little concerned about you know, my conditioning and uh, wonder how I was going to match up in practice and all this other stuff. But as soon as he came out of the huddle, and he saw me and it was the offensive period he he, he told me what he's going to run he goes out i go what he goes i got an out i go oh okay and so i i backed up and so be you know to cover him and of course i'm not going to break it up he's the one that told me what he's going to run right you know uh and so i i i, I you know just shadowed him kind of you know just i would, if if i could have i could have knocked it out you could see that by my technique <laughs> you know and then he got back in the huddle again, he came out, and he said, I got an in. And he just kept doing that. And I liked that. And I never said, hey, man, don't tell me. I don't want to know. You know. I, and uh, all the other receivers, they didn't do that. They just ran their routes, and I covered them just like you know, m- normally in practice. But because Cliff did that for me, um, it helped me work on my technique. When he'd say he's going to run a up, then I got to work on my turn in, in a game. I'd have to run with fast guys like that. How can I smooth them out smooth out my turn, and how can I, um, you know, run the post on the post corner and all these different things? I got a chance to work on it because I'm going against one of the best ever, and um, I, I, I know where he's going, so I don't have to really worry about it. And he never tried to trick me and say, uh, like, tell me, oh, I'm going to run a slant, and he runs a post. Right. You know, and, and, <laughs> you know that kind of thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> why, why, might do you think it took so long for Cliff Branch to be recognized in this way?
0: I really don't know. It, it doesn't even really make sense because I'm, I'm pretty sure if you asked all the defensive backs that were in the National Football League in his career, he would get the nod, you know, that he was – Tough to cover. I, I never, I mean, as a Raider, you would think, um, why don't they throw him the ball more often? You know, why didn't we throw it to him more often? Um, because every time he caught it, it ended up being a big play. And a lot of teams would double covering. So, you know, um, the safety's going to get over there and help. So that actually, it didn't help Cliff, but it helped the offense. The quarterback mm-hmm. would throw the ball to the wing or the tight end or or the back coming out, going up the middle of the field. Um, you know, it was a big plus for us.
1: Talk right now with the Hall of Famer, Mike Haynes, here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio 920. My man DeBond's got one for you.
3: Yeah, Mike, from being able to be on, on Cliff's team and watch him from the sidelines, is there a particular play that stands out that made you say, man, I'm glad he's on my team and I'm not playing against him?
0: <laughs> uh, well, um, I have to say there have been a lot of plays like that. You know, um, you know, different times when you know you, you know what he's going to run. You know he's going to run up on somebody. And then you see how he runs it, and how he runs, and he kind of slows down. And the receive the defensive back thinks that he's got him. You know, he's got him covered. And then he takes off again and just separates from guys. So you know, it was awesome in the Super Bowl. I only played in one Super Bowl. That rascal, he played in three. He's got he left. <laughs> hey, but you're yeah. one for one though. You're a thousand percent, just like yeah. he was.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's,
0: I'm so sorry for the guys that he that you know had to try to cover him. And uh, my rookie year, we played them and um, in the regular season, and we beat the Raiders in New England when I was on the on the Patriots. And uh, and then in the playoffs when we were playing him again, he didn't know this, but I was injured, and uh, and I probably shouldn't have played, and I tried to play, and I was able to get through it. They never tested me because I played so well <laughs> the first game that he had wow. in New England. So I got lucky, and uh, otherwise it would have been really embarrassing for me. <laughs> well, Mike Haynes is on two
2: anniversary NFL teams and all-decade teams, so right, y- you did extremely well. So let's let's not it's got, you got know, a gold jacket for a reason. Yes, got a yeah, gold jacket. You have a gold jacket for a
1: reason. We're talking again with Mike Haynes here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. We know what Cliff brought to the game on the field, but who was Cliff Branch to you
0: off the field? well, I, I really enjoyed hanging out with him a little bit. You know he uh, I lived in Hermosa Beach um, and he and Mark Davis were my neighbors. They lived uh, you know, I don't know, eight houses away from me or something on the same you know, on the same strand. and um, I got a chance to see him a, a, a lot, um, but you know, and he was single, so we couldn't really hang out too much. I was married and had kids, and he was single. <laughs> he was a different, different lifestyle. <laughs> but um, I, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed, um, you know, getting to know him. I, I really wished that um, he really got a chance to enjoy being a Hall of Famer and, and being around these guys. He had so much respect from all of those guys. Every corner in the in the Hall of Fame had the same amount of respect for him that I had.
2: Well, I, I tell you, um, you've been to this. Uh, there is a difference. You accepted the honor and now it's going to be a family member accepting the honor for for cliff and um it's, it's a little different but he still goes in and becomes a part of the raiders that have been in your thoughts about how you may react when you hear his sister when you hear you know mr davis talk about um cliff branch
0: I really don't know. I think a lot of it is going to be dependent on what they say. Um, I had, you know, I just, I, I, I love that guy. And, um, and he was always positive, always optimistic. I never heard him speak poorly about anybody, anybody, even the other teammates, um, not teammates, but um, the guys on other teams. Um, he just enjoyed playing uh, the game. Uh, enjoyed you know helping guy, uh, other guys play better. and um you know, and what I learned uh, you know in while we were playing, but you know mostly after um he was playing, that he learned everything from Freddie Bolitnikov. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were uh, he 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 owes Fred Bolitnikov a lot in terms of how he ran his routes because he, he ran them exactly the same way Freddie ran the routes, and um I'm sure that you know, the guys that came after cliff guys like tim brown who were in the hall of fame probably learned a lot from cliff as well so it, it, it's it's amazing that um you know the the career that i had but i have to give a lot of credit to guys like cliff and in particular, you know you you got me thinking about this you know I, my first 7 years in new england my last 7 with the raiders and if not for cliff who knows how i would have played against some of these great wide receivers he really helped me finish um, you know winding up my 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 career um by helping me understand what I needed to do to run on with a guy like him on a slant on a up on an out on a go you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, and um really really um good for me to have a guy like that on my team for sure.
1: That's awesome! I love it. That's a great story right there. Again, we're talking with the Hall of Famer Mike Haynes here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. And uh, final question for you: uh, Just having all the the Raiders represented in town, you know, the big celebration, all the Raider alumni being here to celebrate Cliff Branch going into the Hall of Fame. What is that going to mean to you? Just to just to get back with your brothers.
0: Well, it's already meaning a lot. I mean, there was an event last night at, at the hotel that uh, where the Raiders are staying. That you know, Mark is there, and all the the um, Raider executives were there. Um, Raider fan club members were there. Um, the whole building. I and I kid you not. This is a hotel, and every picture in that hotel was a Cliff Branch. Wow. And so I, I actually got a picture with Mark Davis. With a, you know, he's standing on one side of the picture. I'm on the other side with Cliff in the middle. It's a large size. You know, like one of those four by four or five by five size, um, you know, pictures just of his face. Wow! Um, you know, and um, it was it was amazing, and I just think that the the ceremony that they have uh, later because that was that was just Raider fans in one little place. But when they get a chance after the ceremony, after the Hall of Fame inductions, it's going to be even bigger. So it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, myself and Steve, and uh, right. uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to run into <laughs> you in this festivities. So uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just be flies on the right. wall, <laughs> exactly. And, and Mike, I think I've said this to you, and, and I've said it throughout uh, talking with Q, is Cliff had met my mom, and actually had come and taught me how to catch a football when I was seven years old in El Paso, Texas, and he he, he spent uh, about. 45 minutes in the backyard. Then the next time he came, he brought Clarence Davis. And and Clarence showed me how to hold the football and run. Uh, And Cliff, again, showed me, you know, thumbs up above the waist, pinkies below, and and spent that that time. That's why I'm the huge Raiders fan and and can appreciate all the things that you did on the field was because of him. I
0: totally understand that. Uh, He loved talking to – other folks about football and, um, and where he could help, he helped. And, um, you know, like I said, I don't know that I would have been in the hall of fame if I didn't play my last seven years, um, in, uh, with the Raiders in LA, um, because he really helped me, you know, get my confidence together. And instead of like wondering how I was going to be. And so he's, He's amazing. I wish I actually knew more about him. I wish I knew how he trained and how he practiced. And uh, I know what he ate, because we used to eat together all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What'd y'all eat? I know what he drank. I know what he drank. (laughs) What'd y'all eat,
2: Mike Hayes? I mean, what's the the secret sauce of being an NFL Hall of Famer? What's
0: that meal? (laughs) Oh, no secret sauce, you know. But I really wonder, that guy was so fast. I don't know that I really ever saw anybody as fast as Cliff Branch. And I mean that. Um and but I never got a chance to work out with him, you know, where we were like running hundreds or forties together or anything like that. Um, I wish I had done that.
1: That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Mike, I'll tell you what the next the next uh, the next man on the docket that we're uh, we're we're campaigning for is uh, your running buddy, uh, your running mate, and Lester Hayes. He's a guy that I believe needs to be in there and enshrined in Canton as well. So yes. uh, hopefully yes. that's the next name that we hear.
0: I sure hope you're right, man. That'd
1: be great. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mike. It's always great to catch up with you. And like I said, hopefully we'll run into you this weekend.
0: Thank you. Okay. Look forward to it.
1: All right. All there right. he goes. Great stuff. Thank you so much. The great Mike Haynes right there, the Hall of Famer. And we told you he's joining us. <laughs> we told you <laughs> he joined us. We didn't know exactly we didn't know how we'll or win. when. But we knew that he was going to join us at some point. So, uh, DeMond, uh good job. DeMond's in the home studio, and he's stressed out, but he did a good job.
2: DeMond, sorry I I didn't text earlier or whatever, but uh, I'm glad to be able to help you. Um, (laughs) I I feel like Raider Nation Radio's family as well, so anything I can do to make it work, uh, I'm here for you always.
3: Appreciate the both of you. know, I just got the sigh of relief as soon as I saw the phone blink and light up. I just, oh, that's him.
1: <laughs> that was great. It was so funny. And, again, taking taking everyone behind the scenes, You know, pulling the curtain back a little bit, literally when me and Steve started talking on the show, like right at the beginning of the show, Mike sends me a text saying, hey, I just saw this message. You know, uh, I, I'm good to join you. Cool. I'll, I'll hop on. Well, I had asked them about – one thirty and one thirty was the time that Paul was coming up. So I didn't want to try to move Paul real quick. Right. So I was like, hey, uh, can we call you in like an hour? And he said, yeah, no problem. And then, like two seconds later, my phone's going, it's a FaceTime, and it's from Mike. He's FaceTiming me. But we're on the air, so obviously I can't answer. Right. So I declined him, and I don't you know, mean to decline him, but I, I had to because we're on the air. And so then he calls back. And so then I declined him again. I text back. I was like, hey, we just jumped on the air. I'll call you in commercial break. So then we talk, and we go to commercial. I call him. You guys witnessed the call. DeMond witnessed the call, heard the call, and said, hey, we're going we're gonna to call you at, uh, you know, top of the hour. Okay, perfect, no doubt. And then all of a sudden, DeMond had all the issues with the, with the phone going straight to voicemail. So it was – and then – and then me and Steve are rapping some more. We're talking, and Mike's calling your phone.
2: <laughs> you know, whatever it takes to get the Hall of Famer to Man. where he needs to be. Sometimes it'll
1: take three or four guys, but effort. we got it that's done. A,
2: that's an effort play right there. That you know? was. I
3: was ready if you guys were to just put the phone up to the microphone
1: <laughs> and just be like, yeah, what's that, Mike? And then put the phone up to the – hey, that's what we got to do, let's just do that then. No. That is hilarious. That hey, you know what? And it might have taken that, right? But it was it was good. It was it was great. And uh how how fun was that talking about uh he never worked out. You know, Mike Haynes talking about he never got to work out with him. He's like, I I knew what he ate though, I know what he drank.
2: I'm Like, hey, what's it? What, what's right. that meal? Right. I, I exactly. need the Hall of Fame meal I ate yeah. for my kid, right? Right.
1: <laughs> that is so funny. But uh yeah, man, that's that's uh that's really good stuff. So uh there you go. Uh Mike Haynes, definitely appreciate his time. This afternoon, and uh, just just uh, knowing that the celebration for Cliff is going on right now, it's been it's it's been fun, and it's only Thursday, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, and 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 again, this is a celebration that I think should be going on for a while. Should have gone on, um, you know, not just celebrating the three Super Bowls that Cliff Branch was a significant part of, as we heard from Paul Gutierrez. He says, "Hey, guy catches two <laughs> Super Bowl." touchdowns right you know that one that one that one was a blowout right that, that one against the eagles was a blowout
1: right no it was big time big time so uh man we've we've had <laughs> we've had a hell of a show it's really been a lot of fun uh got a text on the salmon ass text line from sir whiskey ray q and d what a treat us raider fans got uh with this interview from mike haynes wow thanks to Mon for hooking us up fantastic interview and insight from mike one of my favorite players while growing up as a youngster and there you go. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about right there. It's messages like that, you know, uh, no matter how we get to it or, you know, so, somehow we get it done,
2: you know. It's called and, hobo sometimes, <laughs> helping other brothers out. Right, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Little hobo, right. but, you know, hey, if I can't block for you, right. who's going to? No you know, doubt, and, right. And, and, and Q, that, that's what it's about. And you hear these stories of how Cliff had, you know, unselfishly inserted himself, right. not just in his craft, but in people's lives, and, and and they lasted, and, and they helped a guy like Mike Haynes be an all-pro. Mm-hmm. A pro football Hall of Famer
1: inductee. <laughs> got a text from the Mailman Raider. Q, on air or not, if a Hall of Famer calls you, you got to answer it. <laughs> Laughing know? my ass off. Is that, you know. <laughs> but see,
2: that's, I, I mean, you know. Is that he's, not and, he's not and, wrong. He's not wrong. Common sense and professionalism. Right. When they clash, you kind of get a mad twist that right. you're not exactly sure how you play that. I don't – you know – I don't know if on my show I would have answered it either. I mean, I don't you think really I would. can't. You I think, can't. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if I had been sitting, you know, where now, you're if you sitting. Were, right, if we flipped and yeah. it my
1: show, you could answer. Right, exactly. But
2: I, but I would have to play. Exactly I mean, it's, 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 it's bad enough
1: when I get an important text or something like that while right. I'm on the air, and right. all of a sudden I'm in the middle of a thought and I see right. something really important, and then I start to slow down or pause, and right. it's like, oh, you can't do that. That's terrible. Bad radio. So I didn't want to answer the phone, but then again, I didn't want to not answer the phone, so. There's that. But uh, but know. we got there. But we got there.
2: <clears throat> we if, hit if, the finish line. If you, if you score in one play on an 80-yard pass or you go a 10-play, five-minute drive, then right. and- – and you get in the end zone, you it all score. counts the same, right? You got to get six yeah. in the extra
1: point, and you're That's good, right? right? That's, That's right. what it all you know, it boils is. down to at the end of the day. So what's your plan of attack? We're, we're going to pass the sticks along in about five minutes to Eric Allen and JT the Brick as they're going to have the pregame show leading up to kickoff. What's your plan of attack? What's your next thing that you got going on?
2: We, we got to find a parking space. <laughs>
1: Man, it's funny. The it's at funny the dome, you said that, at right? At the
2: center for performance, it's I got to go get the seats.
1: You <laughs> said find a parking spot. I was talking about it on air yesterday. How how this community comes together this right. time of year, right. and everyone allows people to park on their lawns well, and that. Well, right. that's what I'm saying. Right. But I'm just, that's. I mean, it's that's. That's how they they're fueling them. I mean, that's that's the money. Right. That's the breadwinner. I saw as I was driving out of there earlier today. I saw people twenty dollars, twenty five dollars. Right. The closer that you get, right. the more it's going to cost. So right. it's just funny to know that that's that's a that's an income, right? You know, right. So there's and I'm okay with of, that, right? Yeah. And, and
2: again, you know, again. That's a little hobo to the to the homeowner, right? You know, helping other brothers out. So exactly, I'll give it up. You know, let's let's get in there. If
1: you got a good spot, then why not? You know, and and I saw one yard that was huge. Drove by and I was like, man. And they were only charging ten bucks a a parking spot because they, they volume, have so much volume, land. Volume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have so much land. It's like, hell, we'll go $10 and we'll get, you, get you know. twice as many. Get all these they cars in here and still make all the, the end bread. The at yeah, they so still get there That's exactly what it is. But uh, when are you, are you making a trip into the hall? Like oh a, yeah! A tour. When are you gonna do that? You
2: know, I always buy stuff. Oh, I, like, I know. You know. I, I know. I like I'm, to I'm working on bit. that bone <laughs> and ribeye. I
1: ain't forgot about that. Just, <laughs> <Right>. just because <laughs> you didn't done, you know,
2: two hours of free labor, don't mean that. Uh, right, you know, right. You still don't have to pay. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. All right, all right. Yeah, No, <laughs> you got You got because again, the Hall of Fame. For those that don't know, they they move exhibits around like yeah. any other museum. Yeah. They have there's the iconic cylindrical, old school original building. Right. However, Pete Fairley has told me. And he was former curator, unbelievable knowledge on the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's two million square feet behind that old school 60s original Canton Pro Football Hall of Fame building. Wow. So they move. Yeah. They bring in different Mm -hmm. um, uh, displays. Because it is a museum, right? And, and and new things happen, right? Right. So you got to go through to see what changed from last year,
1: right? No, and that's, then you got to buy your stuff. Of course, uh, like I said, I let you do that. I don't. I don't make enough money to buy the stuff, but I'll. I'll walk around you know and check it out. They get
2: media discount inside.
1: Don't tell me that they do. I know, but don't tell me that. Okay, because then I'll start spending money and be like, no, but wife, I got a discount, <laughs> and she'll say, yeah, but you still spent all the money. <laughs>
2: Money, some money is to be spent, but I got a discount on it, so
1: I got more. <laughs> more, <right. laughs> I
2: got more for that.
1: That's what I always say about the dollar store, man. This is biggest. But when your team, but listen, when it's <laughs> your team, you,
2: you Raider Nation, you gotta buy some Raider stuff. I mean, that's. That'd be un-American <laughs> if you didn't do that.
1: You know what, Q? Do something good for your you country, Q, Q, I
2: may even buy you something at discount. That's what I'm talking about. That's, what they, that's, real, bro. hey, hey, that's real brotherly Hey, hey, man. That's real brotherly love. Forget Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> that's real brotherly love. There you go. Me too. I, what I, about me? I okay, D, what size you?
1: Large? No, he's
2: not large. Well, yes, he's I am. He's a little, he's a little dude, a, dude man. You, you He's You can a little show dude. Him right
3: here. He's a little dude. You can just show him your screen right now. He's a
1: little dude, man. Yo,
3: large. Some might say extra large.
1: If you wanted it as a would, I'm not wearing none it. None would say extra large. No, 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 no. He's right. he's about three foot nothing. He's not. Oh, he's yeah. He's oh. he's a little dude.
3: I don't like how you said that. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like how you
2: said that.
1: He's he, he's a little dude. He's a little dude. He's got a big heart though. Big heart. Big he's got heart. a big personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he's a. Uh, how tall are you, Demond? Five foot.
3: And the, you give me the right pair of shoes, man. <laughs> a yeah. solid five, five and a half. There you go
1: there. You go, <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. Solid five, five and a half stands one to Cotton if he's in a, a nice pair of shoes. Hey, yeah, I'm just saying. You
2: so
0: know, yeah, there's, there's
1: D. Sproles. D. Sprouls
2: did his thing.
1: Yeah, he's not D. Sprouls. Oh, okay. he's not D. Uh, he, he really, uh, he claims to be athletic, but he's really not. He's he's really not. He's he's now in the gym. I'll give him props. He's he's, he's a gym rat. Not okay. the hoop gym or anything like that, but just the, just the weight gym. Right. Yeah, he I could block. That. He could probably block. No, oh, no, he can't. He'll get ran over. Oh. He's too
2: little, man. He's too little. Dang. Just go around the dude. I'm trying to figure out where I could make it work.
1: Where his uh, high school basketball team made it work for him. Oh. On the bench. Oh. Ow. <laughs> On the bench.
2: Ow. I mean,
1: look. Let's put it like. Let me ask you this question as we get ready to close out the show. Let me ask you this question.
2: <laughs> Any more? How much more pain do you want to insert? This on dude the
1: told me that he was a captain on his basketball team in high school. Right? Okay. Apparently, he has an award on the wall at the school, which I don't. I don't believe that, but whatever. You know. All right. Let's fa- go. With fantasy it. land works. Let's go. So with it. he had he had his best friend, this girl named Kayla, on the show. They've been best friends, and I say that in air quotes because whatever. You know, they've been best friends for like 12-something, 13 years, whatever the time may be. I asked her, did you ever in your life see DeMond play basketball in high school? And she said, no. I was at all the games. I never saw him one time. And he wants to make me think that he played basketball in high school. If your best friend friend didn't see you, you didn't didn't play. (laughs) It's as simple as that. You didn't play. If if your best friend, because your best friend is going to look for you and be like, like, your best friend is going to be like, oh, that's my buddy DeMond. He still gets a shirt. Okay, he all still right. gets a shirt. And he since, he, shirt. since he was working really hard today and made it all work, we'll definitely hook him up because that's right. our guy. So we definitely appreciate you, DeMond. Great job, man. I know it was a little helter-skelter, hair on fire, but we got it done. JT the Brick, Eric Allen, the official pregame show coming up next. Jaguars, Raiders, the first pregame. And then you've got Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy calling the shots. This is Radish Radio 920. Yeah.